0: The Leap Foundation proudly presents the Meet the Matter podcast with New York Times best-selling author, motivational speaker, and celebrity dentist, Dr. Bill Dorfman. Devin is a Virginia native. He's a young talent with work that shows depth seldom seen at his age. He's developed a love of performing after receiving a standing ovation at his school talent show. Since then, Devin has performed in a number of films. The emotional depth and complexity of the character Milo in uh, Disgrace allowed Devin to take his craft to a whole new level. Devin's now pursuing other film and TV projects. Let's give a big leap welcome to Devin Durant!
1: Yeah. So much. Have yeah, a seat. Have a seat. Oh my eh? um, Do any of you know who this guy is? Yeah. Maybe you can tell me because I don't, I don't know. <laughs> uh, wow. So this is crazy. What do you think a leap? This is I don't just looking out, there's so many like diverse backgrounds and people here. That's amazing to see. Thanks. We, uh, we hit him in the back here. He's
0: actually been here since the beginning. We didn't know how long it would take him. And the reason he's here is because of ask. Yep. yep. Well, um, I just met job. Devin last week. He, um, he works with uh, a young man who was a patient of mine for years and moved to New York. It's, uh, Jason's a talent agent that works with Devin. And um, we met and, um, and here he is at LEAP. I am, yeah, man. So that. let me ask you something. Is that really true? I just took this off the internet, mm. but you were literally in a high school production, got a standing ovation, and that's basically what inspired you to
1: become an actor? Not even high school. It was middle school. I was, it's a, it's a little deeper than that. I think growing up, um, my family was always, I don't know, kind of into performing. My mom loved singing and we were always like kind of a musical household. And In elementary school, you guys have, like, in in elementary schools, you know, like, you have, like, a different class every week, like, gym or art and music. Yeah, that's kind of, like, a universal thing. Okay, cool. Um, So I had a music teacher that was just, like, super great at, like, discovering and helping to grow that, like, love of performing in people. And so I grew up and just loved that. And um, middle school, there was a talent show, and I was like, it's my time. I can, like, (laughs) I don't know, talent shows always seem like just something on TV, um, and I sang "I Have the Tiger for my sixth grade talent show. Now, and you're
0: also in a musical group, right? You were a no, band, like a teen band, I, I read.
1: We don't got to talk about that. It's okay. <laughs> it's okay. We were, Can we find that on YouTube? <laughs> Maybe. I'm going to ask you to stop right there. All right, all right, um, all right. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm making music on my own right now. But yeah, it was just like kind of that moment and just like seeing people and like getting to... I don't know, I guess just release myself and making a connection with an audience I thought was really cool. And I love performing. And when I got the chance to start acting, I remember I did like, um, I did a little, a little like documentary film from my hometown in Virginia, um, in Richmond. And there's this old amazing, um, this old classic theater called the Bird Theater in Richmond. It's this beautiful, like one screen theater with a stage with like an organ that rises in the, in the center and beautiful chandelier and, I remember I was there for like a premiere of this of this thing, and people were watching me. And I remember the audience all reacting at once, and just in this theater. And I was like, I think this is something that I love doing.
0: But you know, I I, so I've been like stalking you and reading a bunch of stuff on you. It's okay. Every review. I kind of get the stalking thing. (laughs) Every review talks about your depth. Mm. You know that I mean, and the one thing they keep saying is, very seldom do you see an actor as young as you are be able to emote the kinds of things you can emote on film and TV mm-hmm. with the depth that you do? Where does that come from?
1: That's a good question. Um, <laughs> you know, I'm, I just turned 20. I feel like I'm very close in age to all of you. Um, and I know like, this isn't like a one-generational thing, but I think kids go through a lot. And I think those are a lot of things that we all kind of hold with us in different times, and, and we all release them in different ways. And I think art... Um, you know, you can go to any country in the world, and there's still art. It's a universal language, whether it's music or or paintings or photography or film. And I think those emotions of like traumatic experiences or things that are really powerful, those are things that we all kind of keep with us for a while. Um, and we get to like release those in certain moments. So I think like having those those moments and remembering those and just being an empathetic human being and being able to kind of like read a script and, and, and read that a character is going through something. Even if I haven't directly been through that event, I can kind of put myself in those shoes and imagine what that would be like and empathize with that character. And that kind of helps me out in that way. And so
0: Yeah, it's a lot of creativity.
1: Yeah, and then using those moments that I've experienced as well and be like, I felt like that in this moment. What did that feel like? Oh, it was like this. So.
0: Um, you know a lot of people will look at at actors and say well you know they're not so special they're just an actor and yeah Uh, let me tell you my take on this Mm -hmm. because it's different and and i don't look at it from that perspective i look at it from this perspective being successful is a big deal Mm -hmm. you are probably in one of the most competitive industries in the world to have gotten as far as you've gotten Mm -hmm. at such a young age that's huge and for that i have a lot of respect now you you know as an actor i think that you know you can look at actors out there today and there are a lot of them that set good examples and some that set bad examples oh Mm -hmm. poor guy you didn't have to do the whole thing (laughs) he's still taping um (laughs) they're doing the real one (laughs) um thank you but You know, but but the fact that you're as successful as you are on such a big hit show, I think is really phenomenal. And the show that you're on has such a an important relevance in society today. Mm -hmm. But I want to go back to how'd you get the job? Like, tell us the process, because for me, that's always such a fascinating thing.
1: Yeah, I think to kind of explain that, you kind of got to go back to like when I started acting. So like I said, I grew up in Richmond, Virginia totally other side of the world, uh, side of the country, I can't speak. Um, and there, there's like there's no industry for that in Virginia. So it was my mom, who is a single mother of five children. We have a genetic disability called Ehlers-Danlos Syndrome, which is a, basically it's a collagen deficiency. Our bodies are funny, and we like dislocate joints a lot, and basically my mom suffers from chronic pain. And she can't work, so she was a single mother. We were living off of child support checks and trying to make the food last as long through the month until the next month rolled over when the food stamps would come in so that we could go grocery shopping. And this woman had this life savings that she had been saving up to so that we could have like a better life if anything went really badly. Um, and my little brother and I, when we decided that we wanted to act, my mom was like, okay, well, I'm going to be a supportive parent. I believe in your ability and your drive. So I'm going to use that. And I'm going to support you. So we got a car that could fit us comfortably. And she proceeded to spend the next few years driving my little brother up and back six and a half hours to New York City paying for tolls, gas, food, hotel nights, just so that for five minutes we could get into a casting director's office, get in front of someone and have a shot at reaching what we were pursuing. And that's something like I never like, the power of moms is incredible. And I remember one quote to really live by that she said was, she said, um, "I will put as much work into this as you do." And it was always that where I was like, amazing. I will. I'm not gonna let you down. So, just doing that and then gaining that experience, and then I remember I was I had just turned 18 and I got the audition for the role of Clay Jensen in this Netflix show, 13 Reasons Why. And I remember reading the they send like a breakdown right of like the 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 people involved, the production studios, and then like the character, and then like a bio of the character. And I remember. People involved was anonymous content who had just done Mr. Robot, which is amazing if you guys haven't seen it. So I was like, yes. And then, like, Selena Gomez is a producer, yes. And then it was like, um, Tom McCarthy is a director who just won his Oscar for best, uh, you know, best director for uh, his film. And then Brian Yorkie is our showrunner, who's a Pulitzer Prize and Tony Award winning writer. And I was like, this is. Such an incredible group of creatives working on something creatively. I want that. I want to be involved. And then when I read like the logline of the film or the the show, and you know the relevance of of mental illness and depression and suicide, especially with young people, it's a topic that I've been very close to for many years. Um, I've got a semicolon on my wrist. Like, of course, um, I was like that. That fulfills me morally and ethically in a way. So to be able to like do something creatively with a topic that I, I was close to me was amazing. Um, so I did a taped audition in my mom's bedroom, we had like a shop light, I stood against the wall, and she taped me, and I did the scene, there's a scene of Clay um, where in the first season where Clay's talking to Tony, and Tony's like, listen to the tapes, and he's like, I don't know if I can't. He's like, listen to the tapes, you idiot. Um, so I did that scene and a couple others, we waited like a month, and the producers were like, we really like your tape, we'd love if you could come up in person, meet with us and, and audition for Clay again, and I did that. Um, and had a great time, uh, and then a few weeks later, I hadn't heard anything, I was like, what's going on? And my manager called me, and they're like, you know, we're, we're still uh, considering you for this role of clay, we have this other character, Tyler, we think that you'd be really great for him. Um, right now, he's, he's only a recurring character, which means um, not necessarily in every episode, uh, just kind of pops in and out, and they were like, but if you're interested, we will make this character a series regular, which is like one of the leads. And I was like, yeah, of course. I I would love to just be involved in any way possible. So I did that scene that you guys watched of Clay and I, um, along with, I think that was it. I worked with my acting coach, and and we went up and did it. And uh, now we're, uh, I'm literally moving tomorrow to go start working on season three, so. That's
0: true. He was packing (laughs) up stuff and came over here to meet you guys.
1: Yeah. So that's pretty funny. What? So I could have fallen. Yeah, let's get up first. I was totally fine. Try- you know what? That's yeah. Cool. Okay, <laughs> no worries. And um, mine's broken, by the way.
0: <laughs> I mean, as long as we're like looking at chair things. You
1: know what? It's it's fine. That's okay. Fine. I roll very, with it. Cool. Yeah.
0: All right. So, I'll tell you what, I know you're moving tomorrow. He I literally am. has a whole trailer packed up behind his car. <laughs> we sent a car service for him. And, um, Which is very
1: nice. Thank you, by the no, way. No, no. Thank
0: it. you for coming. Lum, why don't we just do like two or three questions and yeah. we'll let you get back to, uh, to packing thank and moving. You. And
1: thank you so much for coming today. Thank David. you for having me. Yeah. You guys, this is amazing. And also, this makes me feel like the guy from the Shamwell commercials. It does. <laughs> Have you seen that? Yeah. I know, saying, I, usually wow, use the, uh, I usually use the uh, microphones when we
0: do these interviews, but I would have been way more line. formal. I was okay. already like, I just all want right. to sit on the all floor right. with you. Um, so is anybody here a big fan of his show?
1: <laughs> really? Oh, thank you, first of all. I appreciate okay. it. And if you're not, on, that's totally cool too. Come on up, no you can ask
0: him a question.
1: Yeah.
0: Okay, come What's on. Up? Yeah, oh, thank you, Tegan. Amazing. You're the best. Here you go. Yeah. This is Zara. Hi. I'm Zara. She's one of nice my Zara. Nice to meet What's you? you. Nice to Zara, meet you, yeah. That's so, so cool. I'm Devin. Nice to uh, meet you. you.
1: So, as a huge follower of the show, um, I really love you guys. Thank you. I really keep up with the news a lot and ah. I've no, like here, there's a lot of criticism on it. So, as an actor and being close to the topics that are discussed, how do you deal with all of that, you know, because you're trying to portray something so strong and emotional? How do you, you know, try to get over that and tell the actual point of what you're trying to say? Mm. I think, you know, uh, something that I think we've all kind of learned, uh, even at such young ages, is that it's impossible to please everyone, um, and that people are going to have opinions and their own views of things, no matter what you do. Um, the important thing is, you know, we're, we're a big crew of, you know, like, you know, we, ha- we have a very big cast, we have a very big you know behind-the-scenes production crew, people who work on the film, and then people who have to work in the PR department for it. There's hundreds of us. You know, you can't tell me that not a single one of the people involved isn't close to one of the many topics that, we, that we're talking about. So it's all very personal to all of us. Um, I, I think it's just trying to stay true to those stories. Um, and for me, uh, I think people like to say, you know, this isn't my story. This isn't true because that's not exactly what I deal with. But I think as a lot of us know, mental illness isn't, isn't presented in one way. You know, there's, there's not just one way that somebody experiences depression or anxiety. I'm anxious just sitting up here right now, if I'm honest. <laughs> um, so I think it's just, you know, like trying to tell the stories and understand that, you know, media and, and entertainment, hopefully there's something for everyone. But, you know, you just have to think about the stories that you're telling and the importance. It's really amazing when I look at the messages and the things that people say to me online about how the show has helped them and how seeing us talking about... Their stories and showing what they've personally gone through has made them feel more understood or has been a way that they've been able to open up to their parents about their own experiences, which is really amazing. So it's true. You can kind of take the goods over the bads. Yeah.
0: Thank, Thank you. you. Yeah, All right, Thank we'll do you one recently. more question. Come on up.
1: Hey, hey what's up? Fine. I'm, I'm going gonna, gonna to come shake your hand. Nice you. your hand? I'm Devin. Yuva. Nice to meet you, man. How are um, you doing? I came from uh, Israel. Amazing. And
0: I have a question for you, especially in your age and decision, Ah. the big decisions that you took in your life. Mm. Um, Were you afraid or you still have the fear from people that are more talented than you or are more competitive and you're like in this competitive scene? Oh, absolutely.
1: Yeah, Yeah, I I think... I don't know, you're never going to be able to be the best at what you do. It's unfortunate, but I think that's like a driving force of what makes me want to be a better performer or just a better human being also. It's just like looking at what what I can do better and pushing myself to do that. Um, and this is a super competitive industry as actors. I mean, we're also in L.A. There's people here that are put on camera when they're in their diapers. It's insane. Um, so knowing that kind of you're up against a lot, it also kind of drives you to do to, to better. Um, and you hear so many no's, it's absolutely insane. The amount of times I've heard the word no's, and, and for the weirdest reasons, I've been told. Someone, I remember, someone once said, oh, he's a good actor, but we don't know if he's cute enough for this role. And I was like, ah, no, I agree. But also, it kind of hurts. Um, but it's just, and I know that like, this has probably been said to death by you, but, it, but to, to you, but it's just unbridled persistence and, and just that drive to work towards the things that you really want. Um, so, I mean, it's always scary to think about what you're up against, but I think that kind of drive and, and again, with my mom and such a great support system behind me, that's also helping push me ahead. Um, it really feels like, you know, it's, I'm not just carrying myself anymore and my dreams anymore. You know, I'm carrying along the belief of all these people with me, um, which is something I can't let them down. Yeah. So
0: that's awesome. Thanks. That's awesome.
1: to learn more about the leap foundation
0: go to leapfoundation.com or find us on facebook at facebook.com slash the leap foundation on instagram at leap foundation and on twitter at leap los angeles listen to the meet the mentor podcast with dr bill dorfman on apple podcasts google podcasts spotify stitcher or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts